This is a Crib Room podcast. Bringing you industry news, views and happenings. Beacon Minerals have had a big couple of months and they're joining us today for another Crib Room podcast to talk more about their operations. We're looking at December quarterlies, January production and of course the announcement that has been just recently announced to the market on a dividend. Joining us today from Beacon Minerals is Graham McGarry and also Darren Gaby. Hello to you both gentlemen. Good afternoon, Glenn. Afternoon, Glenn. Big couple of weeks, I suppose, for some announcements from Beacon Minerals. It started in late January with the announcement of the December quarterly, and that's where we'll go to there, because in typical suspense, we'll leave the dividend until last. Uh, But, uh, Graham, let's have a look at the overview for the December quarter. Gold production was at 7,870 ounces, with, I presume, gold in circuit, alluding to the sales figure of 8,212 ounces for over $20 million. This was above guidance for you for the quarter. Yes, production, Glen was above guidance. Uh, the maximum guidance figure was 7,000, and we obviously did more than that. Uh, and to answer the second part of the question, the gold in circuit is taken into account into production. So on a quarter-by-quarter quarter basis, some quarters will sell less gold than what we produce, some quarters we will sell more, and this quarter there was more sold. So that would indicate the circuit went down a little bit, but uh, there will be minor variances. So um, I guess uh, you know we're keen to maintain the 7,000 to 7,500 ounce mark, but this quarter will be a little bit difficult, even though we had a good start with January. February is a short month. March is a longer month, but we do have uh, a few um, matters to attend to in March, a shutdown, and uh, we may... We haven't given guidance for this quarter because we're a bit uncertain on a couple of aspects. Okay. Debt was also repaid during the quarter ahead of the repayment date. This is something that you, uh, for those who have been following along, would realise that this was a conversation that has been happening for some time. And there's also some capital as well. What sort of extra commentary can you provide from the financial and the corporate highlights from the December quarter? Well, Glenn, obviously we were keen to repay debt. Um, that's always a, a, a matter under consideration by any directors or boards of directors. So we paid it at the earliest possible moment, but we did have another 12 months of leeway to repay the debt. But the interest rate at 12% was quite solid, although it was a good, uh, a fair rate at the time we entered in the, the dimensions. With the decline in the interest rates, 12% was high and therefore it was best to pay the debt out as soon as possible, and that's what we did. So, Darren, uh, we move over to some more exploration results which were revealed for the quarter and uh, we're able to consolidate those back. Black Cat and the Big Cat areas, we've got some results from there and also some of the details from exploration in both Paleo Channel Deposit and outside of Paleo Channel Deposit. What extra commentary can you give us to those results that you received? Yeah, thanks, Glenn. It's an excellent question. Uh, The question I ask the geos every day is, where did the lost dog ore body come from? We are actively exploring for repetitions of the lost dog ore body within the paleo channel uh, along with the primary source. That's led to the lost dog being so richly endowed. We've also just completed an air core program of our transline project, following up with some platinum and palladium soil anomalies. Mm-hmm. Some of the hits at Big Cat are the first time we have intercepted close to economic grades in the primary rock beneath the channel. Uh, this is exciting for us, but there's a lot more work to do to understand the full full context of that area. Okay, I suppose with the the area mag that's due next month, that's going to give you a bit more of an idea or a bit more detail into some of those deposits, will it? Uh, yeah, definitely. So the, the area mag will add to the picture that the air core drilling is painting in uh, Big Cat links and the surrounding area. Previous geophysics surveys in the Geordie Hills area, uh, they're piecemeal, uh, with our key exploration areas only being completed as part of a government surveys. We expect to get some greater detail of the underlying structures 
especially in the areas of deep cover. Okay. So obviously with the AeroMag survey, you're able to have that from the air. So, um, you know, inaccessible places or, or the like will, will obviously show up a, a bit more detail for you and help you uh, define that area. Um, I, I guess the great achievement also was the first tonne of gold poured for Beacon and how momentous this day was for the mine and also for the company considering back in 2016-17 there, there wasn't really much around on the site and then all of a sudden uh, it moved to 2021 or 2020 as it was and the first tonne came through the mill. Yeah, that's right. It's um, Yeah, life's gone pretty quickly in the last couple of years and we've come a long way. So I guess it's a bit of a uh, stop and smell the roses type moment where we get to uh, thank the people who have helped us get here. So yeah, we... We got some shirts made up for the guys and um, put on a few beers. It was a yeah, it was a good night. A few slaps on the back. All safe though, no doubt, um, mate. <laughs> just also on that achievement, poor as well. You seem to involve your staff a fair bit, and as you, you pointed out there, the staff that were involved and and we see them very proudly in in one of the presentations there, showing off that that ton of gold and the, and one of the bars that helped create that. But I guess it's the opportunity to share your milestones with your staff and your people because without them, as we know, with any operation, uh, you wouldn't be able to do what you do. Yeah, that's right. The the guys in the photo, they're, they're part of the key staff who've been there for for a while through through most of it and, um, yeah, played a big part. But, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the team that we've built out at the, at, at Geordie. Um, obviously, Beacon Minerals is only as strong as the guys who are, who are on the ground uh, doing the work. So we, we get them guys involved in a lot of our decisions and um, really value the input that they, they contribute. And they do it safely too, Darren? They do do it very safely. So for the last... Uh, We've been operating for two and a half years since August 2018, and uh, yeah, we've been lucky enough, and and through it's through the, the good people that we've got, we've been lucky enough to uh, have zero lost time injuries. So, Which yeah, is great. And for those who, who can't see in the podcast, because it is an audio platform as well, in fact, except this video actually for this particular part of the podcast, uh, you touch wood on your head. So <laughs> I just want to clarify that. For, <laughs> and even Kramer well. Gary next to you has done that as well, which is fantastic. Um, design and approval process to convert Panther to in-pit tailing storage facilities are progressing. Any other further details on the tailing dams updates? Because this is a pretty big work that's happening uh, alongside, obviously, your milling operations. Yes, Glenning, so we plan to pump in pit uh, into the Panther pit, the tails in pit. So uh, when mining is finished at the end of February, we're in a position where we have our approvals and we are placing a new pipeline all the way up to Panther, upgrading the pumps so we can pump the seven kilometres up to the pit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll be pumping into the Panther pit in early March. So... As far as our tails plan goes, yeah, we're, we're on top of it at the moment. Okay. Last question on the December quarter for you, and that's the water situation. I know uh, there is a bit of water there, but uh, can you get, just give us a, a bit of an overview of how the water situation is? Um, the previous couple of months, I suppose, to des- the end of December, because post that we had some rain event that's, that came through the goldfields in January, mainly February. Um, can you give us give us a bit of an update on how the, the water is for the for the site? Yeah, so the, the I guess the processed water we're talking about here to feed the mill, we... Uh, installed five more uh, processed water bores into the paleo channel system in October. So we're in a position now where we've got all got our pumps pumping from those, and yeah, we're we're pretty happy that we've got enough water um, for the foreseeable future. Good to hear. Uh, January production was two thousand five hundred fifty-six ounces for sale receipts of six point five nine million, and an average around a price of two thousand four hundred and three per ounce. Deeper amongst those figures, Graham, can you give us a bit more of a chance to elaborate on January production? And was there a bit of a break for some of your staff over that Christmas New Year period that you've had previously? 
Oh, well, the mining people did have a small break, not a very uh, long break, uh, um, and the milling just continued as normal as pretty well. All the mills around in this area, it's 24-7, and, and the people, unfortunately, some people have to work on Christmas Day, which is not on ideal, and we may address that a little bit differently next year. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, the production was good. January was good. Uh, February, a short month, will be below January, I would think, but we'll do our best to try and get up closer to that figure. And in terms of the sales receipts, it's interesting to note that our best quarter in terms of price per ounce was the September quarter, $2571 an ounce. And um, we're down now to 2403 for January and uh, gold price today was 23.50. So I'm not being negative, but the price is below the September peak. Okay. Um, from a dividend announcement, this is the one that people have been probably looking at. Uh, this dividend announcement is pretty recent into the market, a reward for shareholders, and that has been the, the, the background of Beacon Minerals. Directors showing faith in having options exercised as a per announcement. Just talk us through coming to this dividend and, and the details and when it was released. I mean, we flagged the possibility of a dividend at the AGM and we said that that was important to us. Perhaps I'm from the old school, I think a test of any company uh, is the profits and the, ultimately the dividends it pays to its shareholders. Other people in the younger brigade or generation Y have a different uh, view on that, I think. But a, our focus was to get a dividend out to our shareholders. We, Beacon has, under this current management, paid a dividend before when we finished the Halley's East, so it's not something we haven't done before. So the, the board of directors is shareholder-focused fo- and uh, well, I think a dividend is an ul- ultimate test of any company. But there is another field of thought that we should... Um, uh, strive for growth. Well, growth in this market is not that easy because uh, it is a vendor's market and it's not a buyer's market. So it's very easy to buy something at the moment if you're prepared to pay over the odds. So we're reluctant to do that. So growth in the share price might be a bit difficult from increased acquisition resources. So the cheapest resources we can find are on our own ground and Darren has a strong exploration program underway this year, uh, stronger than last year, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, led by a good team of people with Zane Padman in charge. So we're confident, but it is uh, there's no guarantee of success. Okay. Uh, the discussion around franked versus unfranked for your dividend, was that one that the, the board considered? Well, everyone would like a franked dividend, including myself, but the reality is that if you have surplus cash and the only way you can get it out as a dividend is unfranked, at the moment, the company has, you know, obviously $20 million available to it, and therefore, and it's building cash each month, unless the gold price keeps sliding. Um, it's building cash each month, so the best way is to distribute that cash. The shareholders own the business, not the directors, not the staff, and we will, uh, if it's unfranked, it's unfranked. Ultimately, tax has to be paid. The franking system's very good in Australia, and that was demonstrated at the last federal election when it cost Bill Shorten his chance at the big seat. So people would learn that this franking, you only pay tax once in Australia, you don't pay tax twice, and that's a whole reason for frank dividends. There's no doubt in the uh, 21-22 financial year, we will pay income tax based on our profits on the 2021 year. So franking is around the corner, but I can't tell you when that is. Okay. Uh, Can you see, or can you look at some comment on perhaps a consolidation or anything like that. It's been a big talking point for many shareholders who are of the opinion of, of Beacon and, and uh, the, the amount of shares that are on offer. Can you talk about consolidation? It's been a topic that has been mentioned to you previously on these podcasts. Well, we went down the route of uh, having a motion up in front of shareholders for consolidation. If it had gone to a vote, it would have been a resounding vote to leave the com- company as it was. So 
we withdrew the motion. I think that was back in 2015 or 14. Can't recall. Jeff would re- recall a bit better than me. And, and it was quite embarrassing to us that we'd misread the market. I think on this occasion, it's something we will have a look at because there's more shares on issues. So uh, it doesn't create any new wealth. Uh, it's just a, probably a reputational thing that, that helps the companies. We're, we're really classified as a penny dreadful at the moment, in my opinion. But market capitalisation is what it's all about. The market cap's $120 million. And, and we've grown that from, from $10 million to $120 million in, on the back of Geordie. So... Uh, yes, we'll look at the consolidation. We do, in the announcement today, we talk about capital management and a final dividend for the 21 year, uh, or in the 21 calendar year, but referring to the 2021 financial year. Um, so I, I guess consolidation is one that we'll revisit for sure. Okay. Uh, for shareholders' benefit, there's a meeting you're at the moment in between t- today's release of a dividend and or then a, a general meeting which is coming up very soon. Uh, can you provide some details to shareholders on this? I think the, the last item on the agenda for the general meeting is about a change in constitution. Well, the change the constitution, one thing we did review, the constitution in November last year, it's out of date. We could have attempted to update it, but it was easier to put a new constitution forward. Uh, there was a, a review done by legal people, and they said, well, the best way is to put a new constitution forward. Now, we could have waited, and probably that may have been the best thing in retrospect, but uh, we decided to go ahead, and EGM is not a big deal for us, so we tidy up the constitution. We are also issuing uh, options, obviously, to myself and other directors, um, and Jason Bontempo has come on board uh, um, to represent um, other shareholders, particularly um, the, the Michael family. So uh, he came on board and is representing them, and so he gets an allocation of options. The options are well and truly out of the money. Uh, it would need something significant for the shares to be in the, uh, the options to be in the money. But uh, staff are getting issued with them at 5.3, and so are the directors. Anything further add to some news for any of your shareholders to, to round out our podcast here today, Graeme? Oh, I think we've got a strong exploration program for this year, well-led, uh, and it's directed from the mine site, so that's good. We do have consultants help us. We have Greg Jorgensen and Daryl Mabelson of BGMS. They assist us and provide overall direction. So I think the expiration this year is going to uh, move us forward. I certainly hope so. Uh, I'm not. The money's not a lot. It's two million dollars, I think, for the budget for this calendar year. So that 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 is something that uh, we could get a lift from. Uh, Rennie and Darren are reviewing the oil reserves. Uh, we won't release that at the end of April. That'll be released at the end of July. Obviously, we have to do a major review of the oil reserves at the end of June. We had thought we'd do it by the end of March, but we won't get it finished. There will be a delay in assay results, and we all got to live with that. That's a fact of life. So the thing for shareholders is an uplift potentially in the oil reserves um, and maybe some exploration success, but it's early days. Graham, thanks very much for joining us as always. And Darren, who's becoming fast, the learner of all the big questions here on a Beacon Minerals podcast with Industry Link Media in the crib room. Thanks very much for joining us, boys. Thank you, guys. The Crib Room series of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room podcast.